artists are actually um, rights holders are going to generate any revenue. Um, they, they cannot actually keep putting themselves in, in places and positions where um, the benefit goes to others. I'll put it in the simple words. We're, we're going to have to, first of all, start by pr protecting anonymous rights in yes. Zambia. And if mm. we don't, if, if our protection is only as good as protecting that weakest guy or mm. girl. So if yeah. you can't protect that yeah. person who's in the village, yeah. and then uh, unfortunately, it doesn't matter whether you're um, a, a musician who's writing something culturally, whether it's something in, in Bemba, whether it's something in English, whether it's in Yanja, whether it's a, a global thing, uh, everybody from Sampa the Great to the guy playing in the village, we all have the same rights. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Sure. Sorry, sorry, Robin. I, I think no we, are, we are not saying that we should do uh, facilitate <laughs> sort of yeah. ma mushrooming uh, platforms. I think the, the spirit is that we need to engage, first of all, and see how we can bring them into a space where we, we, we create a channel, a uh, through which the the the, the there's protection for everyone who has everything online, because um, uh, uh, even before we sort of ban them or lock them, uh, there should be that opportunity to say, "Can you come? Uh, can you do this formally? You know, can you formalize? And once they formalize, then can you pay the artists? And then they they do that. Because I agree with you that. Uh, 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 our our strength is only uh, if we're able to protect the, the the most vulnerable. I think that is the is the basic philosophy of life. To say if we can't protect the most vulnerable, then we can't protect anyone. So I uh, yeah. so we are not saying we should uh, just uh, cast a blind eye, uh, yes. but we should find a way of really uh, bring them on the table. Mister uh, Chindi. Yes, sir. Just to just to come in quickly, I think Robin has just touched somewhere, and she has reminded me of something. When she spoke of the village art, she has reminded yes. me of our cultural uh, music. Um, I've never seen our president or any of our presidents traveling with musicians uh, who are carrying guitars and keyboards. He will travel with uh, uh, cultural uh, musicians who are going to play drums and dance traditional music. And those are like highest levels of uh, a corporate where an artist can find themselves. So now uh, that only shows me that those guys are actually recognized more than us who are using guitars and keyboards. So I think the protection Robin is talking about is only right that it starts from there. Because those are highly exploited, yeah. Very, 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 very. And uh, <laughs> for me, my experiences with the the, 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 the dance troops, for example, um, it's very sad, actually. It's very sad. You find the uh, dancers everywhere in the world, they are the least um, uh, protected. Yeah. Yes, yes. but uh, for ours, I think... Uh, uh, we need to 
Yeah, so we need to, yeah, we need to start from there actually, because yes. they are the most vulnerable, and some of them are very talented, and the sound they produce yeah. is very unique. You never yeah. hear it anywhere, and, uh, uh, but it, it's everywhere. It's been exploited, and we are frauding it online, and people are stealing it. And before we yes. know it, all our wealth will, will be gone. Uh, I'm going to take aside what's happening with. Um, our newer music forms and uh, what our young people be into because there'll be a time when they go backwards and forwards with things, particularly when um, there are some amongst them who, who realize that um, uh, the reason copyrights generate revenue is because you keep them circulating. So uh, mm. when, I, when I started at the beginning by saying, look, uh, a law was put in in 1911, we were able to create things before 1911. But we have dealt with everything to do with intellectual property the way it was taught to us in 1911. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not a big fan of that thinking because uh, within that system, it had zero respect for the rights within our culture, the rights within our heritage, the stories we found important and the things that actually uh, created our confidence. Those were diminished and they were literally taken even out of our education system, our churches, our schools, whatever you name it. It, it, it totally removed to the point where uh, young people today, some of them are totally disconnected from that. And a lot of them probably buy into whatever is in the books in front of them as well. So uh, if we are to be serious about doing anything to do with our rights, we have to start with the fact that we have to acknowledge that we had rights before somebody came along and said this is now mine you can't have this and i've recorded you i have the technology to record you now it's mine right though th that was never going to work in our favor and all those things that were collected to the point where you've got thirty-five thousand recordings in that international library of african music in south africa all you know the majority coming from our territory and these things have been used over time in films, television shows, documentaries, games. They have been massive, massive generators of revenue, right? The uh, remodeled Kalimba, all these things have actually made... Now, we cannot go backwards, but we do need to understand that there is just a new generation of that thinking coming in and going straight into our villages because the quality of sound they recorded back then is not what's needed in the films and in the virtual space now. So they're back again. And we are setting aside that culture and heritage to the side as though it's unimportant. I can assure you, others aren't. They've started, I think since 2013, which would have been about the time where, uh, because of the 50 year thing, um, the, the expiry of sounds uh, for Zambia, they have been coming in and starting to um, record because we're automatically allowing them to own the sound rights. Uh, we literally need to have the level of protection with our culture and heritage that states you cannot actually record our cultural material. We would rather have somebody from that community, if you've gone and you're recording in uh, amongst the Tonga or the Lozis, they should have their own recording facilities recorded and these guys can license it from them. Until Bravo. we start to, until we start protecting at that level, we are going to continue with this situation where it's not going to take very long for the next slot to go in. People watch Black Panther, they don't even realize how much of 
our Federation of Nyasaland and Rhodesia intellectual property is in that film. They literally came in and went to the International Library of African Music in order to extract it. You're hearing yourselves being thrown back at you. So, so for our young people who want to get into um, composition and filmmaking, I always tell people that the sound of action is actually the sound of African music, by the way. We only use African instruments. Occasionally, the uh, the Japanese um, gong will come into it, you know. But aside from that, the sound of action in movies is African, right? And a good chunk of it, because of when it was recorded, is actually from that Federation of Northern Rhodesia and Yasaland. It is our own tribes and rhythms being thrown back at us. In all these music libraries where people are sent, selling all this pre-production, uh, royalty pre-production music and stuff, they're all simply imitating what you do, generating revenue off it, and you're none the wiser because you're chasing different music forms. That's why I'm saying there is a space for those who need to go backwards in order to provide that protection in new formats for a new generation, right? As well as those who want to you know, carry on with whatever forms they want, as well as those who want to blend, like say, for example, the way Sampa the Great is doing. There, there's no, you know, there's no limit to what can be done, but intellectual property is territorial. So it is only us who can put a stop to what's happening over our heritage and over our sounds, right? The, the kalimbas and all these things, the salimba should not be in anybody's synthesizer. It should not be in anybody's sample thing without them paying the license for those sounds. So a lot of that has not quite happened yet, but it's on its way because people are sitting with libraries of sounds, but they're uncertain how much fighting they'll have to do the minute they try to release it. So we're at, at the best time ever in order to state, actually Zambia, we've woken up. We are protecting our own sounds, our own uh, designs that are out there with these guys in the village. There's no point. People come as tourists, they're taking photographs of things, going back into their countries and literally creating a new product, selling it right back to you. So if we do not start to have our own library of Congress, if you want to look at it that way, our own storage, where we decide certain things are national treasures and we protect them that way. That's the way the Gershwins were protected in the States, so nobody can touch their music. Um, we, we, we have to have that level of protection on our heritage. No one else is going to protect it, and we have to protect it for future generations, whether they realize its importance or not. And if I tell you the honest truth, I believe our cultural music um, in its different forms that it will be in right through to the virtual world will generate more than any other form of music that we've ever had. Robin, sorry, sorry, sorry. I Fine. know uh, we want to just jump in and grab a throat or something. But you know how yes. about protecting stuff. Yes. So know. now uh, there are two things for me. Uh, uh, again, sometimes I can I, I like exploring these sort of conversations. Uh, the first thing I feel is that um, we we are closing the 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 gate when the the cattle is already out or something. They say like that. Yeah. Yeah. They hold. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, because uh, in the last decade, I think, a lot of the most high-selling movies uh, have carried a lot of African stories. Yeah. And um, a part of it, even African sounds, African costume, a lot of them, uh, and some of them, like even the, the Black Panther, 
I don't know, I can't confirm, but I'm told they, they even actually shot scenes here in Zambia. Mm. But they don't even acknowledge that the scenes were shot in Zambia. Yeah, like the, the, that's the level that, that we, we've lost. But for me, the other question now, I feel uh, it's for a longer, if, if for, we should go in the morning and then have like the whole day. <laughs> but uh, uh, I feel we are rushing to protect uh, our heritage uh, because it has been acknowledged beyond mm-hmm. our borders. So I think we need to change the conversation where the protection is not because people want it. Because I think that wanting it is like they are placing a status on it. They are, they are, they are, they are advertising it. They are saying, now this is the good stuff. And because they've said it, we are still giving them the power uh, in a way, in my view. I don't know. I don't know whether that idea is clear, but um, no, I'll have to totally, I'll have to totally disagree with that one. Um, Me too. Me too. Uh, I, I, I have grown up with this music, and I have had the interest. And for example, um, I, I made it clear to you from the minute I was a, a child, it was ngoma and a piano, right? So. Um, uh, I have considered this protection even when we were fighting for the protection of the intellectual property law the first time round, and it was missed okay. then. Okay. Okay. And in 2013, when I traveled, I actually came to sit with PACRA over the same matter. Uh, I, I sat with the copyright agency over it, and that's when they told me that, oh, there's a huge argument going on in um, uh, Switzerland where you've got the people from the older uh, uh, and, and more ancient cultures uh, and, the, and, and the people from the Western countries having an argument over traditional knowledge because the West didn't want it applied because it would make them lose a lot of the patents and things that they put up. A lot of the things that they had protected were actually other people's inventions. And so by the time Aripo came through, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's a few years later, that's kind of where you guys are now. Uh, I set up Culture Productions at the age of 18. Uh, I was in Malachite uh, for three and a half years watching the archives back then. So it has always been what's been on my mind. And uh, because of the history of my parents, my family and, or, and all that, it all, it all comes and builds into it. So no, I don't think it's the fact that uh, the, the Western world are using things. They've always done that. That's been there all my life. It's been there all your lives. Uh, it's the fact that the sound rights have now expired, which means the only way they can continue to exploit is by coming back into Zambia and recording all over again. That's what I'm talking about. I'm and saying, high quality. Yeah, and I'm saying they, they need high quality. And I'm saying those type of jobs that are needed in the community, when you've got young engineers and uh, uh, looking to improve their sounds and things like that, they're supposed to be filling up our libraries and archives and stuff. There's nothing wrong with these guys using the stuff in the film. I'm saying they should license yes. and, and pay. That's all it yeah. is, right? And, and and that's the system that I'm talking about creating that, that, that protects that. Same thing with the photography. These guys have been taking photos for years. It doesn't really matter. Uh, it's the fact that why can't our young photographers be generating the revenue? Somebody who lives in that area is dirt poor. Why aren't you teaching them how to use the cameras so that they can be the ones that can be contacted from anywhere in the world to say, we want a shot of that place because they happen to live closer to that uh, natural feature, whatever it is people like to look at. 
that bird is in that area? Why aren't we using the people in those areas and giving them the ability to to photograph, to, to video film, and to uh, you know these are the jobs that are out there for young people. Why should the dreams only be for Lusaka or the Copper Belt or whatever it is? I'm saying uh, anyone in the country should be able to utilize their geographic region in order to enter that digital space. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, I think just to add on what uh, Robin, you've said, you've just Nzeru uh, Zamasuka. Uh, um, the new Jackie Chan movie, shot, <laughs> the new Jackie Chan movie was shot in Livingston, and there's the whole Victoria Force in the movie and part of Livingston town. And uh, they should have found our people there who were going to tell them to say, actually, for you to utilize this, this is these are what you're supposed to do. And this is how much you're supposed to pay. And um, I think what we need is to protect our own so that whoever wants to use them will find a negotiator on the table saying, okay, this is how we're going to discuss if you want to have access to this. Because Sorry, Shamaster, if you could just pause one moment. Mr. Chipindi, for the record, if you want to come and film in, in London, City of London, I've got an entire website dedicated. If you want to film across England, they even say, we will give you a place that looks like America. They have fees for everything. So it, it might be well worth my showing you, uh, if you don't mind. I'll give you a link so that you can see how much money these guys, this end, are generating just on geography alone. No, no, no. I, I get you. I get you. I mean, every... Uh, no, no, I mean, I, I agree in terms of um, the licensing bit, and I think that's what we need to do. And not just licensing for the sake of licensing, because I believe for all these things, for example, if you are coming to shoot a movie in Zambia, you pay $50 to, to uh, Zanis, I think. That's the place you pay. And beyond that, I think you you have access to almost everything. Yeah, apart That's from the terrible. fees you pay, as in, as you pay. <laughs> That's terrible. But, but That's I, I think that. So the the thing is, uh, uh, in terms of of the process, yes, we need to protect what we have, and we need to uh, to ensure that it's used for the purpose. But I feel the conversation actually, uh, uh, it's it's it's. Uh, uh, the, we are closing the gate when the, the ship is already out. I don't know what we can do. We're actually at the time where Zambia can get ahead and start to mm -hmm. give those roles to Zambians. Exactly. Okay. Right? Okay. We're, we've actually reached that point where the, 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 the time is up. The, the, the 50 years from 64 was 2014. Maybe let me put it differently. When the technology of uh, sound recording was developed, and even just the first radios, it is actually in Northern Rhodesia and in the minings where the saucepan radio was, it was literally invented to be placed in Zambia. Similarly, when Hollywood started its films, the first film studio was placed again in Zambia. Zambia has actually been at the cusp of a lot of the inventions of these. It's now, as soon as they came out, that technology was slowed down because it was never really in our hands. So if you want to look at the areas, it's for us to innovate new technology. In or, in, in, the, I worked on music software from the time it was at the start. Uh, I developed software prior to leaving Zambia, actually. But uh, when you talk to young people now about the fact that, look, the software you're using is not something that's uh, 
you break your back over to buy because you think it's doing something special we are actually able to literally create our own um uh, music software but I, i'm trying very hard not to get into that on this platform to be honest with you because i'm going to be touch, touching into an area where uh uh, I, I, I think uh, it, it's, it's better placed where things are better protected. Um, so, uh, yeah, in, in brief, sir, I'm saying that we cannot stop our people from being able to dream. I think that's essentially what I'm trying to say. And uh, the fact that uh, these countries have got all this stuff just means they have more access to more about us than we have access to them and what's actually here. Zambians are not wandering around this country going into the little villages to try to record little folk musicians playing in pubs or whatever. They, these guys have already done all that. So it's not that they don't know the value of what you had. They thought it had no value. That's all it is. It, it was, and, and it was a very racist thing. I'll say it quite openly because I'd say that right here. So when I spoke about decolonizing the understanding of intellectual property, I had to be very clear with the British that it was about the fact that a lot of the things they looked at, including our creativity, was seen through the eyes of a colonizer. It had no value, right? And if it had to have any value, the value was given outside of the environments where we were. And that is why even up until today, if you look at music distribution, all these platforms, all these guys are using, if they're honest with themselves, they will realize most of the values are being generated elsewhere. So if we go back to community level and we go back into our culture and heritage, we actually have more platforms open to us coming in the virtual world when we explore our own presentation and exhibition of. But in order to do that, we need to know that those sound rights that we are developing are going to generate money or the film rights or whatever we actually touch has to generate money for the locals first before it is licensed out to the world. There's, there's no reason why the value should always only start outside the country, leaving zero on the inside. Um, they, they should be paying a lot of money uh, in order to access our cultural music as sheet music, for example, which is the one area of revenue we haven't tapped into, which is why I'm saying that's you know a starting point for me. It's like, let's switch the platform of this onto sheet music because people all over the world read music. You're not gonna make your money from Spotify. I can assure you that 0.000, whatever you're making is nothing. I would rather teach today's young Zambian how to make 25 pounds for the 0.00 that they were going to do for that thing and, and keep selling 25 pounds worth of their music each time around by switching them onto sheet music. And they don't need to know how to read a note. They just have to be helped in order to generate their revenue on a different different platform. But that same 25 pounds can be made by a cultural musician who's using anonymous rights, which is why I'm talking about anonymous rights. Yes, the whole world can play Beethoven. There's no problem or issue with that. The whole world can play our music, but it has not been written yet. If we are the first to write it, then those who come after are always doing new arrangements. That's what I'm talking about. We need to go to where we've done the things first. That's where you do, you you generate the most value. So um, I'm, I'm going to shut up on that one. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so, so just to just to chip in, Robin. Yeah. Um, from the way I, I look at it, it looks like uh, a sensitization issue. 
it looks like a information gap issue where mm. the people themselves are unaware of what they possess. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there needs to be um, a lot of education mm-hmm. yeah, for these, people, for these uh, creators to, to realize that they can't give it up for free. So I just mm-hmm. don't know how that approach can be done, if it's by workshops, meetings, mm-hmm. or going there physically in, 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 in those deep, deep areas, rural areas mm-hmm. and stuff. But, but, but from my, my, my own view, I feel the information is not trickling down. And we may just do that again, uh, hopefully not. But when the information is lacking, you, you can't avoid that kind of outcome. That's true. That is so true. just to chip in, um, this is why, if you remember when I said, how do we get protected? I touched on the point where I said, these musicians, where they're coming from, they're coming from communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, ZAM Corps, ZAM and NAC are not popular at the community level. So mm-hmm. with what Chocolate is saying, which means the flow of information, uh, <clears throat> down there there's nothing. But that's where the creative is, and the creators are of of uh, of, of uh, sound and intellectual property. So, with what Chocolate has said, to say we need there is need of flow of information and sensitization at the community level. Um, I think I'm hundred percent with that. Yeah, it's something we can. Yeah, we but can uh, but uh, yeah, but gentlemen and uh, maybe Robin, I know now. Uh, 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 I've, I've been driving. Uh, home. Uh, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> but, uh, there are no, yeah, so um, I'm using, yeah, so the, for me, I'm not worried about the community level. Uh, I, I, because I think that's not our weakest link. Uh, some efforts, in my view, should be given towards uh, the gatekeepers. Because uh, many times, when I'm, I've been working in this space for a few years, and many times uh, I find that the attitude towards our own uh, creative content is most negative towards the top, towards the elite, towards the gatekeepers. And I think there should be some efforts towards that. Because uh, so long as the people are signing these agreements, these laws, uh, believe that what we do is witchcraft, or what we do is simple, or it's um, it's not uh, important. Uh, no matter how much we get the masses on the ground, there will still be a problem. Because uh, 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 the people in charge, yeah, the people at the top, the educated, the sophisticated Zambians, uh, believe it's witchcraft, or it's... Uh, primitive i think so there should be a balance uh, that would be my thought uh, mr spindy i uh, agree with you yeah i agree with you on that point but i feel both up and down they need to know the exact same thing at the same time because um at yes, the ground yes, at yes, the community yes, level, yes there's power in numbers so imagine if every creator understands the rights they are uh, they possess I don't think they would even agree anyone up there to tell them otherwise. So I think the information needs to go up and down because those up there, they depend on these people down here for uh, their, uh, I would say, um, for, for their 
uh, for their time uh, whilst they're still up there. They depend on the people down here. So for their legitimacy, that's the right way. I almost said something yeah. different. I thank yeah. you for, for, yeah. So now, if the people who are creators at the community level understand their rights and they demand for that, for that right because now they are awake, they know how much they possess. I think even the people up there will just uh, flow with the, with with the decision. So it has yeah. to work both ways. I agree with you. So in a way, I I feel that uh, uh, it's an appeal. I think to the artists to render their power, uh, to render mm-hmm. their support to the National Arts Council. Mm-hmm. Because if we stand together. I think some of these things we can deal with. Yeah, so I think yeah. we need that support from yourselves because without your yeah. support, I'm just some ordinary guy mm. who knows how to speak English. That's all. <laughs> 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 but see, when I stand um, with an artist, they say, okay, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I think yeah, this is the guy. This is the director and I ask counsel. So I think this is also very important in terms of mm. some of these efforts that we are talking about. So it goes back to what I said, civil society, we need activism. We need yeah. activism. What you're talking about, Shimata, going to the ground, that's mm. activism. Mm. We need to go there and do the work and it cannot be done by uh, technocrats like myself or any other yeah. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 